What's going on, everybody? This is Sean of Ross Like Music. And this is the Super Sunny Show. I'm La Molly. This is Blue and Green Radio. Hello and welcome along to this month's edition of the Music for Modern Living Radio Show, right here on Blue and Green Radio. You're locked in with me, Nigel Gentry. Confessions of a curly mind. Blue and Green Radio. You're listening to Steve Williams at UK5.org. Welcome to the Blue and Green Sessions. Ride the vibe with DJ Ronnie Ron. Twisted Soul with C.F. Smith. You're listening to the Blue and Green Podcast. And I hope you enjoy what we are going to say. Blueandgreenradio.com Hello friends, you're listening to the Blue In Green Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. My name's Imran. We have an excellent show lined up for you today. Firstly, Blue In Green Podcast runs in conjunction with the Blue In Green uh, Radio, uh, which is 21st century soul, jazz, funk, uh, Latin, hip-hop, um, internet radio station that you can find via our website, www.blueingreenradio.com, or for listen to us through the TuneIn Radio app, um, which is is also a place you can find these podcasts as well as soundcloud as well as spotify etc etc uh so please feel free to check our website out find out more about us and where you can find more about our radio station and our podcast series uh these uh, episodes run on the first second and third mondays of each month and we have an excellent show lined up for you today you may remember uh earlier on um we, in episode four we ventured over to uh, the blissful uh, san jose california to meet dj ronnie ron who uh presents uh, Monday nights ride the vibe hour long uh, mix of uh, soulful house and new soul and uh, it's a beautiful beautiful hour of music and uh, I would urge you to check it out so please feel free to do so uh, it's presented by DJ Roddy Ron aka Rhonda from uh, the glorious sunshine of San Jose so we we, we we first met her in episode 4 and well we couldn't wait to, to reconnect so we're venturing over there today uh, for this episode to basically kind of dive into more of her uh, heroes and uh, some of her favorite projects and albums and um, we're, we're both diehard Prince fans and uh, the conversation tends to, to go uh, in, in the purple direction so um, I hope you'll enjoy everything that we uh, sort of chop it up about really she's uh, one of my favorite people in the world and one of my favorite people in the world to talk music with so um Again, uh, we had some lovely feedback uh, for episode four, um, and I imagine we'll have equally awesome feedback about uh, the awesome Rhonda in this episode as well. So I very much hope you enjoy uh, these episodes. Always feature two songs. Our guest will pick the closing number at the end of our chat, and uh, I get the uh, luxury uh, of picking our opening number. So for this episode, I have a really cool track. Uh, during our conversation, we talk about Trevor Lawrence uh, and a project by his son, saxophonist Trevor Lawrence, and his son who uh, has a project called Relationships on Ropadope Records. His son, Trevor Lawrence Jr., is a uh, drummer, percussionist, and producer. And uh, said he has a brilliant album, I believe, released in 2017 through Ropadope Records, and I think the album's awesome. And uh, we mentioned that, we talked about it briefly in the conversation, and there was a track originally produced. Produced by uh, the wonderful Terrace Martin 
called Tiptoe and um, I made mention, I don't think I mentioned this in the actual show, I, we've subsequently talked about it, but there is a brilliant DJ Spinner remix of said track and uh, I played it for Rhonda after the show and she loved it and that made me very happy so I thought it would be a cool song to uh, play now, it's sort of uh, something of an apt uh, song to introduce uh, Ride the Vibe as well so I'm always grateful for all of those amazing shows that she presents and again I'd really urge you to check it out as well as I'd urge you to check out this following conversation so I'll go straight to Trevor Lawrence Jr. right now uh, um, from the album Relationships the song doesn't feature on the album but this is Tiptoe remixed by DJ Spinner and then we'll play that and we'll go straight to uh, San Jose afterwards thanks gang hope very much that you enjoy the show thank you
are you? It's so great to talk to you again. I've been so excited. Yes. Yes. This is fun for me. Um, <laughs> we've been having like lots of rain. Uh, right now I'm happy because the sun is out right now. I guess you brought it with the oh. conversation, but yeah. Often you know, I, it's been raining. I think it's the British in me because I was actually going to open with how's the wonderful weather in, in, in the beautiful San Jose, but you've, you've, you've said it's the rain. I thought it would be amazing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I think we're going to have to charge you for this. Yeah. No, 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 no. no but since the sun is out right now, I'm not going to jinx it. I'm going to leave it alone. Yeah. It's not the first time someone's told me that I've brought the rain with them. So I'm, <laughs> so that, that's a good summation of me. Oh no, I'm yes. sorry. No, no. Well, actually, I don't feel bad for you. Tomorrow <laughs> will be blissful. What am I talking about? <laughs> this is true. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So how have I'll you been? Any, any sympathy? I'm doing good. Mm. Um, the yeah, time has flown by since our last conversation. I know. So, yeah. Thank you for wow. doing that. It was it was a brilliant episode and I've had some lovely feedback from people that have heard it and that thoroughly enjoyed your company. So thank you so much for for wow. for doing episode uh what episode it was episode episode 4 and uh thank you for coming back again. You came back. That's the that's the coolest thing. <laughs> I agree. Um yeah, I had a couple of my friends um give me some honest feedback. They enjoyed the show, but they're like at first you were a little, um, how should I say, um, nervous. And then I, at some point during the show, we just started talking and I forgot, you know, we were on mic and they were like, okay, there you are. That's who we're <laughs> familiar with. Where were you hiding? So it was nice. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah. So yes, though, well, thank you again for coming back. So this episode, uh, as I said, I thoroughly enjoyed our last conversation. I think the nostalgic part of of our chat was probably the thing I resonated with the most because it's really cool sort of digging into the music habits that everyone used to have from from the past and I think for me the 90s were just it, it were a particularly great era for me because I was at university and I very late 90s I was at university and I kind of I was surrounded by people who all loved the same thing and I think as I've gone older music's become less of like a passion for them do you know what I mean? It's something to yeah. just have in the background sort of thing. But obviously my passion has blown out of control and it's kind of, so I always like looking back at the nineties and which is what we did. We talked about like nineties hip hop and stuff like that. And uh, so, yeah, it's always fun for me to sort of reflect. So that's probably one of the things I really enjoyed about our, uh, our chat. So this episode is about maybe opening up a little bit more, delving into like your heroes and stuff like that. Are you ready? Oh, <laughs> here we go. Are you ready? I want to say bring it, and then I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I asked for this." Okay, yeah. <laughs> I agreed. I agreed. Yes, you yes, did. Yes, you please. did. I think was we were shooting around lots of different ideas for this one, and I think we said, "Let's talk about a favorite album and go from there." That's a great. Yes. First, that's a great start. So that's a that's a perfect way to kick it off. So I don't know what your answer is, which makes the conversation even more exciting. So what what are you are you going to give me a selection or is there a definitive favorite? Oh yeah, there's a you? definitive. This is this wow. one was was good um, for me. It's uh, Stevie Wonder's song in the key of life. Wow. Um, yeah, I just 
I grew up listening to that album. I, I remember sitting in front of my mother's record player with my headphones on. Oh, that wasn't one of the CDs that you rented? <laughs> no, no, this is before the CDs. This is oh, okay. I had the album. And for those who had the album, you had the big uh, booklet, the song booklet that came with it. So I would just listen to it over and over and over and listen and then read the lyrics and um, subconsciously being exposed to just great songwriting. You know, at the time I was just listening to the songs, not knowing that what I was was really being uh, exposed to was just exceptional songwriting and appreciation for great lyrics. And um, I, I listen to music in earbuds now, um, but when you really want to hear like all the sounds, you got to put on the headphones. Mm. Uh, cause you can listen to a song and then play it again and then you think you've heard everything. And then there'll be this one extra sound that he's put into it um yeah just great great when you talk about was that uh, was that the first stevie wonder album that you ever heard yeah yeah out of my mom's collection and i used to just play it nonstop. that one and um minnie ripperton's uh perfect angel which he oh i love that album yeah so lots of play a mini rip is that i always get uh adventures in paradise and perfect angel confused is uh perfect angel the one that stevie wonder worked on yes uh-huh. it is isn't it so that's loving you that's correct that's loving you because i i kind of i would oh, i don't know what i'd i, I I'm, I'm very partial to adventures in paradise because uh baby this love i have and uh inside my love which are like two of her biggest I guess, well-known tracks after Loving You. But those two are my kind of, those are my mini Ripperton winners. Oh, okay. No, yeah. those are great tracks. Actually, those are great. Especially Inside My Love. Um, on, you have Perfect Angel on that track. Um, Loving You is on there. Um, a song that I didn't, used to be my favorite when it, when I was growing up, but I grew to like it later was Every Time He Comes Around. I love that track right now. Um, oh, yes. Right. Kind yeah. Of, um, it, the, the lyrics are blues kind of um, um, stanza, but the, the song is rockish underneath it. So it's got a umph to it. Um, but yeah. Nice. Really enjoyed them. How, how many was, did Stevie want to do the whole album, or is he just he wrote like several of the songs, or how do you, um, do you, do you happen to know? And I think he was involved in almost the whole project, wasn't he? I think he was. Um, I'd have to go I back I, and see, but I think he produced the whole thing, though. Yeah, he was too. Yeah. I think I read he was too busy for Adventures in Paradise, so I guess that's was one of the reasons that she turned to Leon Ware. So, um, which. I guess he he had a lot going on himself, Mister Wonder, didn't he? So yes. Um, oh, and speaking of which, because okay, um, I read uh, Barry Gordy's autobiography, and oh, cool. uh, one of the the nuggets I got from that was he had to re-sign Stevie, and at the time Stevie was asking for thirteen million, and. Uh, 
Barry was like, mm. In the 70s, he was asking for 13 million. Yes, in the wow. 30s, like, ah, <laughs> mm. But at the last minute, oh he gosh. broke down and gave it to him. So shout out to Barry because when he gave it, when he renewed him, that's when we got songs in the key of life in return. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. I was like, when I read that, I'm like, oh my God, I was this close to not getting my album. I was, oh, so <laughs> thank you. What a, what is, what's it like a favorite song from songs in the key of life? Oh, uh, um, geez. that album's like a best of though, isn't it? I mean, I can't even, well, it's, I can't a, even... It's, a, it's a two CD set. So, um, Love's in Need of Love Today, um, Knocks Me Great Off thing. My Feet, yeah. um, Summer Soft, If It's Magic, that was a good one. I like that one too. Right. Um, and then um, I Am Singing, that's another one that I, I liked off that. No, as? I like that one as well, but you were saying favorites. You were saying favorites. Yes, I know. I, was, I think I'm going to be offended by the one song you've not mentioned in the two CDs. I know I'm fair game what? on that. Okay. <laughs> That's... Oh, my God. We've gone right back okay. to a door, haven't we? I, I was I was good. I was trying to behave. I was really trying to behave. <laughs> How long did we last before we made um, it to a door? Ten minutes. Okay. That's I think not... so. <laughs> well, and we knew in this advance is it. and we were still trying to behave and we still came up so yeah that that uh, was your list of your top 100 stevie wonder songs and as wasn't in there how could you i can't believe it <laughs> well that was 11 it was 11 <laughs> yeah, okay you I, okay. you've passed i'll let you through <laughs> now okay now in fairness to me for you what is your favorite stevie album Oh wow! Um, I I would probably go for the same. I, it's not. It would probably rank my rank my favorite Stevie album. Um, it, I mean, like I said, it it runs like a best of. Almost, do you know what I mean? For for two discs to have have that many, obviously kind of well known tracks, but the people are on the album as well, from Herbie Hancock to Trevor Lawrence. Um, Gosh, who else is on there? Um, Bobby Humphrey, Bobby Humphrey. Um, it's it's an incredible lineup of people. Uh, it's a dream album, really, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Back I've got into you. Trevor Lawrence Jr. at the moment. He uh, so this is Trevor Lawrence's son. He's he started uh, making music. He's a, a drummer and a percussionist, Ooh. and he's with okay. Ropa Dope Records and. Um, uh yeah he, he kind of it's sort of jazzy r&b kind of music that's on rope dope it's very very good and he has a track with his with his father on there as well which is really nice um so yes his it's great that his lineage has continued as well but uh yeah i would think uh for in terms of stevie album this is gonna always be a hard one to beat it's uh it's an iconic release isn't it yes yeah so 13 million. That's how you get an album like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I've not released a, a platinum selling. Uh, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. My other if someone just took the gamble. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen uh, Stevie Wonder live? Yes, I have actually. Yeah. Um, that was amazing. Um, 
because it was in it was the Paramount Theater that's in Oakland. It's a really nice theater, and I was actually on the balcony. Um, and at first, I thought, oh, I was going to be um, <clears throat> a little bummed because I wasn't, you know, down near the front. But because it was on the side, uh, up top, I could see the top of his piano, and so he had this full out grand piano with his band and on the piano was the outline of Africa in gold on it. And it was, oh, wow. I was just like, wow, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he just, from the beginning, he just, he was hitting all of his classics and his band was great. And you know, he's not going to come back out and do an encore. So from the, you know, he went over almost two hours and just everything. And then that was it. And, it was just like an awe just to be there and say, wow, I was in the room and be caught up and, and everything. Yeah. How long ago was that? When did you see him? That was actually, that was in the nineties, I think. Wow. Yeah. It's oh, been wow. a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He hasn't come over here to, to the UK too much. Um, like in the last, I don't know, 10, 15, 20 years or so. But um, there was, a particular I've never seen him live but there was um oh. a particular concert in uh, in London Hyde Park which is yeah. an outdoor uh venue and it's just one of those concerts that it's like everyone I know went to but no one said hey do you want to go oh <laughs> so it, it's like and I don't mean they went together thankfully it wasn't that bad but it's like everyone <laughs> went there and it it was this the way they describe it you know, as just this magical, almost religious kind of experience, you know, and they say he's so generous in terms of he, it's hits. It's everything you want to hear. He just, just take it, you know, and that's very, very cool. Um, Because it's, yeah. And the way people describe, like when he did Superstition, apparently, like it was, um, it was really something else. And it's one of those things I was like, I wouldn't have minded being there to come to think of it. So it was, uh, yeah. it was a shame. Yeah, you're going to have to talk to your friends, man. That, that was I know. Not, that was not the nicest thing. I'm just going to say. I've got it. I've done, I've, yeah, I've done something wrong. I don't know. But well, <laughs> they didn't all go together. That's just true. That's true. Be like, There was a big bus that, that took everyone and I wasn't on it. Right. <laughs> But yeah, the way they've de- the way that uh, you described it, it's that way because, um, like I said, he has just this incredible band playing with him, and he just goes through everything and uh, Rocket Love and just just do I do just cl- oh, you know, and that's wow. the thing too. It's just you just hear all of all of his music. It's just beautiful. And I think that's one of the things I like about him too, is that he can just move you with his 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 lyrics. He can make you laugh, he can make you cry, he can provoke you, he can serenade you. Um, and it's just the way he sees the world and is able to express it in his music is just, it's awe-inspiring. Before you even delve into his music, you hear so much of it from just the yes. covers and samples. And then when you like, oh, that's a Stevie Wonder song, that's a Stevie Wonder song. You could do hours of 
it would be quite cool to sit down and actually work out how much stuff you know like is it the who sampled website is so cool because it gives you a list of everyone that's covered everything and uh, that's always a fun site to sort of delve into with people and i think i've ever looked at it from stevie wonder's sort of catalog but uh it's just countless amount of people that have just delved straight into everything that he's done it's incredible I mean, this mm-hmm. album alone, I mean, as you had, uh, was it George Michael and uh, Mary J. Blige did uh, a version of it, a sort of quite a popular one about, what, 15, what, years ago, I think it was. Um, wow. So it's, yeah, even people are still getting, in, dipping into the album. It's incredible. Coolio, he did uh, Gangster's Paradise. Of course, yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Passed on Paradise, which I like too. So at least, you know, I could tell you that because you had given me some things i'm like uh i don't know but i this one i knew for sure i could i could at least <laughs> tell you are there are there any other stevie albums that really stick out for you um more so the songs than the album although the whole album yeah um my my mix of uh inner visions that i have on my soundcloud slash um podcast page that's an ode to his inner visions where I, I just went in and um, put together a mix of things that relate to me as mm-hmm. uh, and then called it that as an ode to him. So yeah, I, I like that album too. But... Did you ever, what, what were your thoughts actually? Cause I always, I was always really surprised when I heard how, how much of an unpopular song it was, but you know the the duet he did with Michael Jackson on the Bad album. What is that? Is it just Friends or something? Like people hate that song for some reason. I really like it. Uh, <laughs> do you do you know it? Like people get mad at that song. Um. Mm. Oh, you don't like it? <laughs> no. I, what I will say is that Stevie's had other. Um duets that are stronger how's that that sounds better right that's that's pretty diplomatic that's pretty yes good. yeah i'd like to have conversation <laughs> three with you okay <laughs> <laughs> shoot yeah set off a fire here. <laughs> okay. what, what would what would be another album for you after uh, just stevie aside who, who who else with an album ranks quite highly i used to listen to the dramatics a lot under the board oh wow okay that was another one and then my mom would listen to a lot of Jerry Butler too, so she'd play him often. Um, but me personally, uh, oh well. See, I used to go through, so I'd go through my mom's collection, and then I'd go through my cousins, and so I'd hear like the Deal and um, the Funkadelics, Parliament. So, right. oh, it's just wow. These aren't names that I'm hugely familiar with. Um, uh, oh, Jerry oh. Butler and oh, yeah. uh, what was the first name? Sorry, the uh, dramatic. Oh, the dramatics. Dramatics. Oh, yeah, the, I know yeah, the, the the boardwalk, boardwalk song, but yeah, yeah, that's the that's the one. That's like that used mm. to be my song. I used to sing that a lot. Oh, wow. Love it. I will not scare you with that right now. Not on that song. But <laughs> what, what uh, are you going to sing? You should totally yeah, sing. Yeah, not, not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ah. <laughs> Fantastic. Very good. Look at you. No, no, we won't be doing that yet. Yeah. For show 10, maybe. Um, um, oh, um, Brothers Johnson, I used to listen to a lot. Uh, wow. And 
because they had the funk so strawberry letter 23 that was that got played a lot right um it's amazing oh um not so much as i was growing up but later in terms of like songs i like to listen to in my headphones were the beatles um because when i really started to get into their music i realized all the little studio tricks that uh that they would do with their songs um which if you listen to it out of your your stereo without the the headphones on you don't hear what they're doing in terms of how they like out one channel you're going to hear the vocals and out the other channel you hear the music and so you see how your brain says oh no no that's not how you really want to hear that right you want to hear them out both channels so for both ears so your your brain process processes the music like that so i'm kind of a a nerd in uh in that kind of stuff i like uh those things you know i think if i could have done something different i probably would have been like a bob powers like a studio engineer or something like sound engineer wow. that would have been fun you yeah you you are a real sort of student of of things like that for me i don't i don't have the ear for it do you know what i mean that kind of technical kind of like assessment of of things like that so it was interesting because last time we spoke i didn't know that you had uh, like played bass um oh, and, and yeah. sort of gone from like an instrument perspective but now it's quite it's interesting to know how like it's deeper than sort of just playing it that you have like an ear for the technical side of things as well that's quite interesting yeah and i, and I think it's really came back to listening non-stop to stevie because um just like i said you can hear like his 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 uh, piano playing and but then you hear all the percussion and you'll hear like other little sounds that he put into it the thought that the musicians came together to play that you're going to get when you hear it over and over and over and over and over um and so then yeah that's if i liked your stuff i pretty much had to hear it in the the headphones just to see how the song was really put together for michelle i was gonna this is what's funny so when she came out with uh, Peace Beyond Passion, I was going to wait until I got paid because it wasn't that far off. It was like a couple of days. I'm like, eh, like, yeah, I'll wait till I get paid. Because that's when they used to come out on Tuesdays, right? All your new albums right. would come out on Tuesdays. And so I'm like, well, I can wait. It's two days away. <clears throat> and on my way home, one of the DJs in the area, he liked her. And so he played Bittersweet which isn't always, you know, the, the, that's, I don't even think that even got released as a, a chart single, but I heard that on the radio. I went straight over to the record store to pick it up so I could hear it. You know, I'm like, forget it, just go get it right now. And again, I went home and just put it on, listened to it in my headphones so I could hear all of how she laid that track together. It's funny you mentioned Michelle. She was she was on my list of people to ask you about in terms of favorite projects because I know how much her music means to you as well. I really liked Peace Beyond Passion. I like Plantation as well because that's the first one that she came out with. But she's been like on different um, projects for different you know, movies and playing for others, other musicians. So. I would go and pick up, you know, anything I can get my hands on, like White Man's Burden or um, 
if she play with um, Herbie Hancock or um, his name escapes me, but I have it right now. Cause he, Marcus uh, Miller. Mar- oh my God. Okay. Yeah. That so I saw her play and Marcus Miller came up to play with her. I lost it. I was so oh my amazed because he was there and she's like, you got to come up. And he came up and he played with her. And I'm like, oh, so, you know, I'm in band, I'm in bass heaven because I'm like, <laughs> both of them are right there. Right. And, um, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I was trying to remember the track actually with uh, Q-Tip and Eric. Oh, poetry. Um, po- uh, with Roy Hargrove, uh, the yes, RH factor. Yes, yes. Yeah, poetry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, her with Marcus Miller, um, Rush Over. Yep, that one's hot. Um, yeah. My friend actually used to have a website for her and for Prince, and that's how I met him. Because um, I would help him with the lyrics because he put the lyrics and stuff up. Oh, he had a website? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was actually this was like early, like in the nineties, back when having, you know, websites were uh the thing for fans to do. And uh and then having a print site, you always knew that you were you were running on borrowed time before you found out that you had it. But he uh <laughs> he would have you know, if you wanted like he- to know what the discography was for him, you could check it at his site. So yeah. Right. He was vicious, wasn't he? He was Oh, yeah. You know, he was very protective of his music being released right while he was alive. So it's a little weird to see commercials with his songs now. I'm like, uh I understand the family has to, you know, survive and, and carry on, but it's just a little weird. It's so it's like it's the most difficult thing because I think, well, there's sort of two points. Like the first, like with Prince, it was kind of funny because he was such a a pioneer in terms of, he was like one of the first huge names to totally embrace the internet. But then it yes. kind of became his biggest enemy. And in terms of he had sites shut down that, you know, like, I mean, the org was almost yep. always on borrow time. Do you know what I mean? If you, yes, you I know, do. If you, when you, yeah, when you visit their site, there's like 10 disclaimer points. Do not do this. Do not say this. Because for them, it's like we will be shut down if you post the link, if you post an MP3, you know? And it's yes. crazy. Like he ha- there'll be no, you know, no music videos of his on YouTube, you know, three years ago. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't wasn't the case. And now, and now you're right. Now he's passed. It's, it's, it's the, the, the conflict as a fan... This is something I was actually hoping to talk to you when we do our Prince show, hopefully next month. But the yes. conflict as a fan is if you are a genuine and devoted fan, you will not purchase any material from Prince that comes out now because he wouldn't, he didn't want you to hear it. He didn't want it released. No, but I, I, I'll admit, it. I purchase it. Like that three disc or four disc Purple Rain compilation is is a dream project, is a dream release. And I own it and I bought it. But you have the conflict that he did not want me to listen to that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do. Um, 
and then I have to be truthful because I've I've purchased bootlegs, so uh, <laughs> I can't sit here and critique. You see, now you just caught me <laughs> because well, no, I've got caught myself. I've, I've you know, in terms of no, no, I've done it. I have, yeah, I've got bootlegs. I, I totally have bootlegs, but that's the conflict, isn't it? Because yeah. like I said, if you, yeah, it's it's you want anything you can get your hands on always yes. as a devoted fan, but. You know, is anyone that much of a fan that they're going to say, you know, that was it last year they had the piano and the microphone album that came out from like the 80s. He didn't want you to have it, but, you know, I bought it. <laughs> so it's, oh, it's we'll so difficult. Talk offline for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. So in a way, it's kind of cool that they're, they're releasing stuff. But again, yeah. that's the caveat, isn't it? That. Yeah, I didn't really want that. It is, but mm, I can't say I wouldn't buy a bootleg, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? I mean, like, my thing is, is, like, I know he wouldn't have done it in terms of, like, having his music be used to sell commercials. But, yeah. um, but like, I have his, his CD from when he performed at the Avenue, right? So I'm like... Uh, uh, if that came across my path right now, I'd still buy that. So mm, yeah. that's what I'm like. Ooh, uh, okay. Going back to yeah. Michelle a little bit, I have to confess, I I actually bought my first Michelle album. Uh, I think it was maybe a year ago. I don't know how long. Uh, the, the the recent one, Ventriloquism. Oh, uh, the, okay. her covers album that was actually I own quite a few of her songs mainly like the ones you mentioned like the poetry song um, the Marcus Miller Rush Hopper song I have a bunch of of her stuff but she's always been like she's one of those people that's really intimidating because if you look at her catalog there's so much and you think oh gosh where do you start you know and then you just kind of it just sort of falls by the wayside until you're ready to dive into you pick a project and then stick with it and then obviously you go forwards or backwards so it's always one of those people that's been intimidating because you don't know where to begin but i bought ventriloquism and loved it i really loved it Um, i liked her take on it right so um but you're right uh if you started with her early in her career like when she released bitter you have people who have come into her post bitter and pre bitter, right? And at the time, I don't think people were ready for bitter because it was acoustic and Maverick really didn't handle releasing her as an acoustic. That piece is acoustic, right? Because actually back then they had unplugged. That's when unplugged shows and things like that were like the end thing. And Maverick right. should have just tried to, you know, tie her into that, get her a show where people could really see the talent of what she was doing with that album. And it's later that when you go back and you see how people have taken from that album to put into, you know, their, 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 uh, their movies or, you know, they dance or whatever they're doing with her, with that piece, that, that project. And, um, to go back and listen to it now. I'm like, it, I appreciate it more now than I did then. Cause I was still oh, really? really into um, a lot of her funk stuff. So the first time I heard the acoustic, I liked it, but then I was like, Oh, and then I had to l- hear it a couple times. 
and then it's when you go back and you're like, wow. So bitter is, is, is your recommendation for where to go next? Um, if you like acoustic, it's beautiful. Hmm. Ah, it's okay. a beautiful piece. If you want her funk, you're going to have to go earlier than that. But you're right. There's like the teaching. Um, uh, what's the track that's on? Uh, Let me have you off of Stella. It's got a groove back. I mean, she did a lot of soundtrack tracks. So you have to go digging for that too, right? I think Comfort Bitter's Woman was cool. what I had earmarked. That one, that one's good too. That one, okay. that one came after. That's post bitter. So, okay. <clears throat> right. So it's that. It's that. That's the Fork in the Road album, like where she just really started to push her music off in a right. different direction. Let's say when Maverick was had first signed her. So it's kind of like her um, around in the world, around the world in a day album, right? Because if she hadn't have done bitter, I don't think she would have gotten away with comfort woman and tracks that came after to push okay. her music in that way versus what she was doing before then. And you've seen Michelle a few times live, right? <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like it's more than a few. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Um, that many. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, okay. And then, do you remember the mini disc? I I do. Yeah, I still got okay. it one locked away somewhere. Yeah, I do. Okay, so I used to bootleg concerts, and I, I can admit this since I don't do it now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because you know, like say, like Marcus Miller does not let you do that, so you can forget it. Trying to record okay. his, his shows, he doesn't like it. But um, I actually bootlegged a couple I, I i recorded a couple of her concerts and that was where i was trying to go through um the mini disc because it was small enough to give you a cd quality recording right oh, wow. and okay. so uh yeah i was really big into to that so i've i've recorded some of the shows that i've seen her at but yeah i've seen her at various look venues <laughs> I feel like there's something you're not saying. Like I've seen her <laughs> a few times. Yeah. A I've few, seen her in yes, restaurants and cafes. And <laughs> uh, no, well, okay, I've seen her in Paris and Brussels as well as in the U.S. So, oh my god! Did you go? You didn't go there specifically for her, did you? Or did you? Um, did you? That's okay if you did. No, I was on vacation while okay. she was on that portion of the thing. So I made sure that while I was there. Um, I saw her at uh, Lisi Momar, which when I hear the Roots talk about it in their song, right? I'm like, yeah, I've been there before, which is kind of cool. Um, That's so cool. It's a really nice uh, venue. Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen her in various places. Yeah. That's very cool. The only time I caught a plane uh, for a concert, uh, it was uh, unsurprisingly, it was Prince. And he cancelled the concert. <laughs> no, he did. Oh. I was, I was distraught. I was honest. It was the worst weekend ever. It was, it was quite a big deal at the time. It was, I think, two thousand and eight. It was okay. in Dublin. Uh, it was a venue called Croke Park, and it was a huge venue. And there were various reasons that they offered um, as to why he pulled out like a few days before. 
the actual event and uh, we had flights booked we had the hotel obviously and um and it was in dublin so it's not really that far obviously from from london at all but it was just the, the principle obviously you put a lot of money and hope and you know just yes crazy excited oh. and he pulled out a couple of days of before the gig i think and there was speculation that he was unhappy that it was something like an eighty thousand, maybe not as big as that that can't be right but like a huge venue huge and it wasn't a sellout and it was almost like he as an affront this is one of the reasons that was offered they i don't think a conclusive reason ever came out so this is somewhat rumor but Okay. Because it wasn't sold out, it was rumored that he went well to hell with Dublin. <laughs> oh, he, he just he pulled out. So wow. I, yeah, we went, and I was I was I was really just miserable the whole time. No, um, have you yeah. seen him in concert? I have, I have. It was again. Okay, okay, I okay. kind of have a long history of bizarre, like Prince live gigs uh-huh. because. Um, it was in two oh gosh, two thousand and seven. He did. You must have heard. I guess he came to London and did twenty one nights. Yes. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. okay. So this is this sums up my life. I had waited years to see him live. I had waited just years, and in so the day it was announced that he was going to be there, I went on a plane for a three week holiday. And missed it. <laughs> like I had missed the announcement. I had missed literally. I've waited years to see him live, and now he he says I'm coming for 21 nights. And I just I was I missed. It. I was on the plane, and I I missed you know the announcement, and the tickets went on sale, and they went, and I completely missed it. And then I when I came back, thankfully, yeah, this is this is yeah, this is me. Um, <laughs> when I came back, thankfully, my brother and my friend knew I was a diehard, so they got tickets okay. for me. Okay, so I Thumbs was up. yes. So I, I ended up getting three nights, okay. uh, th- tickets for three nights. Amazing. The first night, my wife's grandmother passed away. Oh, so she said. <laughs> She said, I know this concert means everything. Go to the concert. Just go. And I said, okay. And then I, like 10 minutes later, I called back and said, no, that was the wrong thing to do. I'm coming with you to your family. And she said, yes, that was the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, so, yeah. So, yeah, that would have been, I wouldn't, I think I would have realized it when I was there and said, I've done the wrong thing. So I'm happy I didn't go, but okay, yeah. And there were a few things like that, but I did see him live, and it was the best thing in the world. It really was. He had Maceo Parker with him one time as well, and I lost my mind oh. when he just said, "Play, blow your horn, Maceo." I lost my mind. I was just in heaven. Um, yeah, and it was great. See now, yeah, I've seen. I just wanted to make sure. So I've seen him concert <laughs> um, before I go. It, now I don't know why San Jose was like a a popular choice for him, but he used to come here a lot. And how many times have and, you seen him? Oh, oh no, several, 
because he oh. would come to San Jose and he would he would do this. And I I'm kick myself because I took it for granted the last time he came to San Jose. I'm like, oh, I'll see him next time. And oh. ooh, I kick myself for that because he would just come. He would come and and perform here, and then um. And Prince fans would just come in droves, and that became part of the show too. Everybody who just came to go see Prince and how they dressed up and everything—it was just like a big to do. Wow. Um, yeah, but he—I've seen Carlos Santana come out on stage because you know he was in the area and he came down to see him, and um, and I've seen. Oh, okay. So I'll tell you this: I've seen Prince in his after show once in San Francisco. So we saw him perform here in San Jose, and then he had an after show up in San Francisco. I don't even remember the the club now, but um, <clears throat> we're waiting, 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 waiting. And see, Rhonda was in his band at that time, so now I know this right. is at that time. So he finally comes out, um, Rhonda's with Rhonda, and I forgot the the female guitarist that he was playing with and somebody at the the venue had given him the guitar he was playing with. And so he was playing a song <clears throat> and we were all cut up. Cause it was like probably three, three thirty in the morning when he came out and started playing. I'm just like, Oh my God, we're in here. Finally to say that I've like seen one of these things happen. And um, so he finishes the song and he flips, he brings the guitar toward him to loosen the strap. And he flips the strap forward, lifts the guitar above his head, lets it fall behind him, and he walks off stage. Now, see, I'm describing this in slow motion so that you could <laughs> understand what he did. But real time, he, he did it so quick. It's just like, boom, boom. And you just hear it fall. <laughs> he walks off the stage and you're like, did he just do what he did? He just did that. He just, cause he threw it up and I don't know how he, I don't know if he's practiced this before. I don't know, but it was so smooth how he just boom and it just fell and walked off the stage. And so we're just sitting there and we're like, Oh, is that it? Is he not going to come back out? Hmm. But he came back out and sang one more song. And it was funny because the, the female guitar, she picked up the guitar and she started playing with it in the volume controller is hanging out of it, but she could still play. So she was playing and he's saying, and then he left after that. But I was just like, I can't even believe it. And I'm like, and some guy was like, oh, I can't believe he did it to that car, that guitar, blah, 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 blah. If I was that, I was like, no, no, no. If that was my guitar, I would have framed it. I would have said Prince <laughs> dropped it and hang in my home. So I was just, I couldn't even... I was like, wow. So yeah, it's, it's, but his talent. Wow. I just, it's even, it's still surreal even now that uh, he's not with us, you know? I know. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, it, like you say, his talent as a, as a live thing, as a live performance, I just, there's nothing. It's, it's just kind of like he, it was a huge venue is a the, the O2 arena that I saw him in. And it was okay. like, it's just a very weird sort of description, but he took t a several thousands uh, seat venue and he sort of shrunk it to the size of a living room. Do you know what I mean? It was yes, I do. just 
it was yes you do yeah <laughs> no no, <laughs> but, no, no like, but i mean you... no i mean to, to to be able to do that and make it feel like it's cozy yeah, yeah. and and um intimate right yeah that's what i'm saying yes because you can't yeah. just normally take a venue that size and then make it feel like it's that cozy thing right the small yes. clubbish kind of thing but he, I, I know what you're talking about. And it's amazing to be able to do that. And then the crowd all gets into it because they all know the yeah. lyrics. And so the lighters get lit and everything. And If I hadn't seen him live, I think that that would have been a real thing for me. Do you know what I mean? Like I would have always found yeah. that really difficult, particularly like having missed certain opportunities and things like that. But um, but so I'm, I'm thrilled I did. We actually had a ticket to an after show but he didn't turn up. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, it's, not you. it's really not you. That's him. I don't know. It's I think it you. might be. I think it might be. Okay. But we, um, that's why I want those bootlegs just to really rub it in. <laughs> but... <laughs> See, there you go. It's got to balance yeah. out. That's the karma. Exactly. Okay. The worst thing is like, we saw him at the, at the, like, at the venue and they had sold tickets for the after show um at this smaller place within the o2 it's called the indigo 2 so okay. we, we were queuing everyone's queuing up and then there was this group of guys in front of us and they were just like oh he's not gonna show he won't turn up he won't turn up and i said sorry what do you mean he's selling we have tickets what do you mean and they said haven't you heard some of these he just doesn't turn up to oh. so it's like what's the ticket for and they have like a DJ and stuff. So it's like, you're just going to a club, but it was really like, oh, so you've got this. So this is afterwards, as you know, right? It's an after show. Yeah. So you've had the live gig. So it, this is already like midnight. Yep. And now you're like, I have no idea. Are they going to kick us out at some point? Or is, is he going to turn up? Thankfully the band turned up, okay. which had Maceo Parker. So oh. they played for an hour and a half. And that was Ooh. great. But you spend that time just looking at the side, like, is he going to come out? <laughs> is Prince going to come yes, out? Yes. But right. he didn't. So it oh. wasn't too bad. I mean, there were people literally who had tickets for these events. And it was just a DJ for the night. Like, that would, that's really, that's not cool. No. Uh-uh. It's not cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't even know how I would behave. I'd probably I know. Bad. I would be. I would be pissed. I won't even. There, yeah, there was a lot of. I remember online, like when people would complain that they had tickets for these after shows, and no one came out. It was just the DJ playing records, and then you'd have like sort of the 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 really devoted fans who would argue and say, "Well, who are you to tell him when he should or shouldn't play? He's already done a two-hour, three-hour performance already. Why should he yes. come out? It's like, well, don't sell tickets to it. Yes. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. No. Like, no. It's not, I'm not waiting for him at his hotel and saying, sing for me. It's yeah. not that. It's, it's no. a it's Although, a, if you could have had that pool. Yeah. Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna come clean, please? Okay, so well, <laughs> that's the thing is that you paid for it, so that's that exactly is, that's part of it, right? It's not like you just went to the to the gig or to the the uh, locale and hoped he showed up, which is what I did. Yeah, yeah. Peeved. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. At least the band came out, so that was fine. No, yeah, um, you got you got a whole hour's worth of music, which, you know, I had two yeah. songs. And I was, not that then I'm complaining, because, you know. Yeah. I was but like, it, but in a still. weird way, I would I would trade that, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you yeah. saw him at an after show do uh-huh. something totally princess-esque. And I, yeah. I would have been okay with it. Oh, I was. <laughs> you know I was I mean? completely. I told you. I would have... It was just something I didn't expect him to do. So just to be in the room when he did it, to just say, yeah. wow, I was there, it was kind of crazed. And on that note, as yeah. we pick, we're talking about a particular song, we have um, uh, uh, the luxury of you picking a wonderful song to, to, take, to send us home. You had a brilliant selection with uh, Michelle on our last show. Uh, may I ask if you have an equally excellent one for this one as well? Um, I do, because I, I kind of thought we would be talking about Stevie today. So um, my selection is I Am Singing. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I like that. I think it'll fit well to, you know, end the show and get everybody ready for our upcoming conversation. Excellent. Yeah. As always, this has been an absolute joy, dude. I thank you so much for your time. Yes. Thank you. I've had a great time with you as well. Oh, and brilliant. I look forward to uh, to uh, our conversation, our next conversation. Tomorrow will be for you and me 